This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, I just sent the uh, full draft. Ooh, how long is it? It's uh, 61. Okay, that's not bad. We're getting there. Yeah, and it's barely 61. We'll definitely get it down. Okay, okay good. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our decision to be positive, even when it's hard. Then we'll discuss how sometimes the little things are really the big things, and we'll also share one of our favorite writing secrets. And this week's Hollywood hack is a throwback from long ago. We've gotten so many emails about it, we thought it bears repeating. But first we have an update. Don't forget to watch Fantasy Island Season 2 on Monday nights at 9, 8 central. This week's episode had Marie Osmond, who's just a dream. Yes, that was really like childhood fantasy come true to have Marie Osmond. And Sarah, next week's episode is written by none other than Brooke Sitgraves-Turner, who was our former assistant, who was a writer on The Fix, who's a writer on Fantasy Island. Many of our listeners are very familiar with Brooke. It's a great episode, and it's starring Katie Stevens from The Bold Type. You know how much I love The Bold Type. And it's so much fun. And then, Liz, you have another update a listener wrote in asking for a cult book recommendation. Yeah, so I had recommended for anyone who loves anything about cults, a podcast called A Little Bit Culty, and then Shelby asked if I had any book recommendations, and I do. There's a great novel called The Girls by Emma Klein, and Shelby, just trust me, you will love this book. I recommend it highly and we'll link to it in the show notes. Okay, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it is being positive. Yes. So, Sarah, I realized that I have been complaining about the state of the television business to anyone who would listen. I'd be hiking, talking to people who aren't even in the business, don't care about it. And I'd just be going on and on about why it's imploding and what's going wrong and this and that. And it does sometimes to us feel like we're in a bit of a death spiral. Indeed. I mean, not just us, but others. This is not just a you and me thing. Oh God, no. This is the whole industry. But I just had this revelation that I couldn't continue 
to view it that way. This revelation, I feel like, is going to change the next at least solid year of our lives, because a lot of this is going to come to a head in the next year, it seems like, with just industry reckonings and stuff. Yes. And your decision, which I am embracing, although it is, it is not easy, to be positive about this is going to have a huge impact on probably our career, but certainly on our mental health moving forward. Yes, and probably on this podcast as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just decided uh, I've got to see it's a change. It's a transition time in the business, and we've got to see it as that means there's opportunity. Yes. There's always opportunity no matter what is going on, and it doesn't help to just sit around and lament what's happening, yes. right? What yeah. helps is to look forward, forward motion. Where's the opportunity now? What is the thing to do now that will work, that will, again, be the thing to help us in this war of attrition that every person faces every hour of every day? And since we were talking about Brooke, her thing is action is the antidote to anxiety. Yes. So these two things, they will work together. Yes. And it's also, Sarah, you know, I thought, as we have discussed, I do have quite the power to manifest, right? Yes. It's so unreal. I'm like, if I go around manifesting the business imploding, you know, <laughs> things could happen on a large scale. So instead, I need to manifest that whatever's going on, the outside factors is great for us and that we're going to bring in so much opportunity. It's like the secret. Remember the secret? Oh, yes. So I don't know. We'll see. It's not easy. And also, we're very analytical. Like, we really enjoy breaking everything apart and looking at it. And this mm -hmm. does require kind of a certain amount of willful ignorance, I guess, because you have to just acceptance. not look at all that. Acceptance. Just acceptance. Acceptance. Going with the flow. Yes. Changing with the times. But it's funny because, so you and I had this whole discussion. I called yeah. you. I'm like, I had an epiphany. I had a revelation. This is how it's going to be with me moving on. Had a whole conversation. And then like yesterday, a writer friend of ours was texting me and was literally saying every single complaint we have, yes, every yes. single thing that's going on. And I said, I said, I would join this rant. I would have my own rant, but I can't because I vowed to Sarah that I was not <laughs> going to be negative about the business. I was only going to be positive. So I can't join you, but I can tell you I empathize and I hear you and hang in there. I think it was the universe testing your resolve. It was. And it's <laughs> not going to be the last time, especially nope. with this potential strike happening. Yeah. But yep. it's funny because you said you think it's going to change the next year. I feel like if we can manage this, it's going to change the next 10 years. Okay. It's going to be one of the biggest things we've ever done. Okay. I'm just saying that. Just go with it, Liz. I am. I You're think the it's, manifester. It's going to be big. Okay. And there are good things, Sarah, about where we're at. Yeah. Well, for one thing, the, one of the things the business is doing is trending toward more lean budget shows. And we have got that down. Yes, we do. <laughs> Trial by fire. We are, I feel like, total experts at managing budgets and creativity at the same time. Yes. And if there is a strike, it means we can't do any television, um, but it will give us a block of time to write our novel that we're working on. Yes, which is great. So that's a positive. And 
you said, and I think you're right, we're more productive when we're positive. And that is 100% true. Yes. Not being positive just means we'll like shut down. We'll, it'll be harder to get into a creative space. We'll be all bummed all the time. If we're positive, it's like, all right, moving forward. Here we go. Let's whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, and evidence of that is right now we're writing a pilot that we absolutely love. And when we're just in the story and in the creative, we're good. We're happy. We're moving forward. It's when we step back and look at just Hollywood in general that we, our gears grind to a halt. So, (laughs) yeah. So moving forward, you're not going to hear us lamenting, complaining, moaning, and groaning. We're just a couple of cheery (laughs) folks. Yes. Spreading the love. And if you hear us breaking that pledge, please do call us on it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Call us on it. Okay, coming up, Sarah shares why sometimes the little things are the big things. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, and spiritual health. And today we're talking about how sometimes the little things are the big things. Explain. Yeah, so I was thinking about this because one of the things on my 23 in 23 list is I can light a fire in my little red wood-burning stove whenever I want. It doesn't have to be cold. It doesn't have to be night. I don't have to have people over. Just whenever I feel like it, I'm going to light a wood-burning fire in my cute little red wood-burning stove. And oh my gosh, it's like, it's, it's this small thing, but it's been so great. Like it's really turned into a big thing. It makes my house feel cozier. My neighbor sells firewood. So we have a firewood thing. It's just this little thing that just adds a tremendous amount of pleasure to my life. And I love it, Sarah, because you said that's one of the reasons you even wanted to buy the house. Like you walked in and you saw it and you love it. And what you don't want to do is look at it for the next 10 years and not use it. Exactly. No, I, it was seriously, like I saw it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the most wonderful thing. But it's also intimidating. I'm used to fireplaces. A wood-burning stove is a little bit different. And I just was like, oh, you know. But I had a fireplace guy come, show me how to use it. And now I'm like, okay, I got this. 
Well, Sarah, it made me remember our amazing friend, Suzanne, who unfortunately passed away. Growing up, they had one of those in the family room, and I have such memories of slumber parties with all the sleeping bags out in the family room and uh, one of those fireplaces. Yes. So whenever I see yours or hear about yours, it takes me right back to my seventh grade slumber parties at Suzanne's, which I love. But, you know, it's funny because you mentioned the fireplace, and I was like, for me, something... Similar to this, but on such a smaller scale, is I have my little space heater in my office, and I'm like, I just turn that thing on whenever I want to. Now, granted, it's a lot easier than building a fire. I just flip a switch, (laughs) but sometimes I feel like, should I turn this on? Is it really cold enough for a space heater? And I'm like, I don't care. I love having a space heater blasting at me, and I'm going to have it blast away. And I love that you do it when I'm not there. Yes. Now, when you're here, I do not turn on the space heater. That's funny. But it is interesting to me that both of our small things have to do with warmth. Uh, Yes, it is. And comfort. Yes, it's comfort. It's comfort and comforting. Yes, both. But these little things that are big things could be anything. I mean, it could be drinking from a particular mug. You know, I'm very sensitive to my mugs. In fact, I only use my nice china mugs on the weekend. That's my weekend treat for myself. But it could be like a certain pair of cozy socks that you love that you always save, but instead maybe think about using them. Yes. A lot of people have like a favorite candle that smells really wonderful, but they don't burn it because they don't want to. Then not have it. Just burn the candle. You'll be so much happier. Yes. My sister calls this spending out. Yes. I have to say, Sarah, I won When I was away for a weekend, there was a raffle, and I won in my raffle basket a bar of Dior soap Uh that smells so good. It's very expensive soap. And, of course, I've been like, well, I can't use this soap. Right, right. It's too nice. I have to save it. But now I'm thinking, okay, little things are the big things. I got to use the soap. Use the soap, Liz. Okay, I'll report back on how I like it. I think okay, it's going to be it pretty so good. fabulous. <laughs> yes. This is the message of our Take a Hike. Use the soap. Yeah. Use the soap, Liz. I shall. Okay. And now it is time for the craft and fame, because writing is an art, but it is also a craft. And Liz, you thought of this this week while we were... <laughs> Wrangling struggling script. Wrangling. That's a good, good word, wrangling. So I had, I mean, I had many scenes to write, but of those scenes, there were three scenes that I just could not write. I texted you. I said, I can't even write a bad draft of these scenes. I can't get <laughs> anything down on paper. I'm going to go to bed. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Eventually, I wrote something in those scenes because I had to, because we were needed a script. And then when you read it, you were like, oh, well, the problem with those scenes is that they're just the wrong scenes. Yeah. And what we realized is this is pretty much always the case. If you are struggling that much, and I mean the universal you, not the Liz you, if you are struggling that much, it means there's something wrong probably those scenes just shouldn't exist at all. Yes, most likely they're just not the right scenes. And you should look at your overall structure and do something different in those spaces or cut. Sometimes just cutting Yeah, because ultimately your 
realization that those scenes were just blah, led to a structural change. It, yeah. You know, I mean, it once you see, oh, this is a problem, then you can solve the problem. Yes. But better to see that before you spend a lot of time writing it. <laughs> yes. I mean, at minimum, it means there's something wrong that needs to be addressed. Like at minimum, yeah. it means the scene doesn't have a point of view or a point or it's in the wrong place or whatever the case I mean, it's one thing if you just, the whole thing isn't working, but if you're kind of writing different scenes, but particular ones just don't come, it means you need to take a step back. Absolutely. And we also, I want to just be clear that writing is always hard. It's not that usually writing is just so, oh, it flows magically from my fingertips. Yeah, it's always hard. But this is when you just cannot get a grip on it. Yeah. It's like, you don't know how to start it. You don't know what, who should have the first line. What the point is. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I was just staring at the screen, like what the hell am I writing? I have no idea. So it was a relief then the next day or a couple of days later when you read what I finally put in those spots and you were like, oh yeah, these scenes shouldn't be here. I was like, okay. Good. Let's please, God, get rid of these scenes. Off they go. Yes. And that helped a lot. And now we are wrangling still, but we are in a a better wrangling place. (laughs) Yes. By the way, another just bonus tip I want to mention, Sarah, with structure Mm. is, because this also came up when we were in working on this pilot, is sometimes scenes need to move up. Yes. So the other thing is if you're trying to figure out your structure, it doesn't feel like maybe things are happening fast enough. Look at your scenes and see if something that happens in act three, let's say, should happen in act one. And I know we mentioned this a lot, moving things up, but we mentioned it a lot because it is the number one writing hack, I would say, that we have and that most television writers have. If things aren't working, have stuff happen faster. Absolutely. And that one of the places, one of the scenes that we got rid of in my part we ended up moving a scene from like another later act into that yeah. spot and it's working much better. Much better. So yep. anyway, that's the craft and fame for today. Coming up, we've got a Hollywood hack that will be familiar to some, but we've gotten so many emails about it that we thought we must bring this back. But first this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Now, this is one of our all-time favorite hacks. So we're bringing it back, and it is to say fuck in a meeting. Yes. Okay, so for those who have never heard this, let's explain why this is a hack. Okay, so... Early in our career, we were very often the only women in a room full of men and getting hired on shows that were run by men, had mostly men or all men. And we decided, okay, just to show that like we can hang with the group, we decided that we were going to say fuck in our meetings. And it is very, very useful. (laughs) Yes, because it's still the case that many, many times men are doing the hiring 
and they don't want to feel like they have to adjust the way they speak. And I mean, I can say it sounds so antiquated coming out of our mouths that I can't believe we're even having this recommendation. And yet, I mean, we hear from people, I think I just heard from someone last week, like, hi, I listened to your podcast. I heard to say fuck in a meeting. I used it. It worked. I got the job. And so it still feels relevant. And by the way, we say meetings with men, but also with women, because yeah. a writer's room is a place where people just want to be easy breezy. They want to use whatever language. Say fuck on occasion. Read the room. If you're yeah. with someone and they don't seem like someone who in any way would appreciate that, obviously, then don't use it. But if, like us, you're talking to a guy who's running a a cop show or something, most likely it's going to be appropriate. Yes. And just to remove some of the antiquatedness from this, I actually think this would be very effective for men as well. I think there are a lot of men who go into meetings who feel like they have to present in a certain way. Yes. And for them as well, just throw it out there. You're absolutely right. And we have interviewed those people who seem super stuffy, And we're like, oh, my gosh, we can't imagine being in a room with this person all day, every day. In fact, we even one time our note to someone's agent was tell this guy to wear a T-shirt, for goodness sake. (laughs) So he seems like he said his Harvard Business School interview. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so safe fuck at a meeting. It's an oldie, but a goodie. We all want to get those jobs. Yes. And obviously, if you're a teacher, this would not be appropriate. There are many things for which this would not be appropriate. No, this is definitely very TV-based. But but we've heard from people in other businesses who have used this. This is not solely television. We have definitely heard from people who say, hey, in my business, this is also great. Absolutely. Okay. So... Every week, one of us is going to recommend a book, podcast, TV show, movie, or whatever we want, Sarah. Yeah, or whatever we want. And this week, I have a recommendation from Ojai. I will say it's Hollywood adjacent. The store is called Circana. It's on the main street in Ojai. Our friend Nichelle literally comes up here just to go to this shop because they have such wonderful things. We went there with her, and you were like, oh, I want all of these things. I took my aunt there. It's beautiful. They have these alpaca blankets that are actually reasonably priced and beautiful. Yes. I mean, we saw these blankets. We thought they were going to be like three or $400, or yeah. and they're like under 100 I think. Yeah, and they're so beautiful. They have... If you need just like a special gift, or if you want to make your kitchen spark joy with a really cool uh, cutting board or, you know, like they just have all the things that just make you feel like, oh, I love this place. The prices that are definitely more reasonable than you find in Los Angeles. For sure. We were shocked that it was much more affordable than in LA. They have a website, correct? Yes. It's called Circana, which is spelled C-E-R-C-A-N-A. If you type that in and oh, hi, you can find their website. They do sell some stuff online, including that alpaca blanket. So it is Uh, worth checking them out. Yes. But if you're in Ojai, which we recommend you visit because, you know, we think it's a very special place, so special that Sarah moved herself there, definitely visit Circana. And this is not an ad. We just happen to love this store. (laughs) 
And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin got a plug she's got a book coming out life in five senses you can pre-order that now it really helps the author to pre-order and happier in hollywood is part of the onward project check out the other onward project podcasts happier with gretchen rubin side hustle school do the thing from whole 30s melissa urban and everything happens with kate bowler get in touch i'm on instagram at s fane and liz is at liz craft We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Kraft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. And are positive about it. Yes, very positive. So, Liz, I didn't tell you that we got a tarantula yesterday no yeah yeah is it hairy do they is it like yeah oh my god i know i told violet she could start like an insect collection because she's super into insects and entomology and blah 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 so we went to the store and the guy was like oh i'm kind of low on she has the insects that she finds in the yard but he was like i'm kind of low on all the cool ones but i do have a tarantula it's a baby oh <laughs> how long will this live one of my specifications was that it can't live that long because some of them live a long time this oh. one will live six to ten years ten, that's um, a long time oh, oh my believe God. me but it's better than 20 right right anyway her oh name is nova she's nova. blue She's um, very pretty. Blue. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, post a picture She's on our a baby. Facebook group. Okay. I told Violet on the drive home, I literally feel sick. I'm like, I feel I sick. Feel I can't sick. believe we're going to have a tarantula in the house. Oh, my God. I hope it doesn't escape when I'm there. I know. From the Onward Project. <laughs>